Why, hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. It is the second hour of the program. There are three. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program? I, I Well, I want to get to the Black Lives Matter story, but first I feel the need to say something. My company's policy, we may be the last company in the metropolitan Atlanta area that still makes you walk down the hall with a mask. Everyone else has moved on. Now, there are some restaurants in town. Uh, there's a restaurant tour in town. He's got a chain of restaurants, and I just I find it so silly. And listen, if you've got up a sign that says wear your mask and you go into someone's place, be, be a respectful host, wear your mask. In this restaurant, they make you wear your mask until you get to your table, and then you can take it off. So using the CDC, FDA, FAA rules, I just, I've walked around the halls of my office with my drink. So I haven't worn my mask because we all know that when you have a drink or food in your hands, the virus stops on an airplane, at a restaurant. I I figure it applies here as well. I want everybody to feel safe. So I carry my drink of water with me around the office and without my mask on so that we know the virus stops At, at this point. I mean, companies, listen, don't be a jerk. If a business asks you to put a mask on to go inside, put a mask on to go inside. It's their business. They're doing what they think is right. And people are so scared, particularly on the left. that they, You know, the, the actual polling data shows the people who have done everything to prevent getting the virus are the people scaredest of the virus. And the people who still want you to wear a mask. So the people who have gotten all the shots and the boosters are the ones who are the most fearful of getting the virus, which I guess that makes sense in a way. But, I mean, you've done everything. You shouldn't be in fear anymore. I got both shots. I got the booster. And now if I go for an annual booster, I'm okay with I get an annual shot for the flu. I don't know why it's controversial to think you may have to get a COVID vaccine every year. You get one for the flu. Maybe you don't, and you get the flu, or maybe you don't. Good for you. I don't want to bring it into my house, given my wife's lung cancer. But also, my wife's oncologist, pulmonary oncologist, has told her it's it's okay now that the Omicron wave is crested. She can get back into the sanctuary at church. She doesn't have to have her mask on. I don't know why corporate America is so far behind on this. I mean, it's not like it's a liability issue. States have waived their liability. Uh, and yet corporate America – and I, I here's my guess with corporate America. In all honesty, uh, the upper echelons of corporate America tend to lean progressive these days, um, particularly in publicly held companies. Publicly held companies tend to be more progressive. And as a result, uh, we know progressives at this point, it's there's a virtuousness in their belief that you have to take certain actions – and I have thought all along that a lot of companies have been very, very reasonable with uh, making their employees either get a vaccine or get tested every week. I think it's a reasonable compromise. At this point, though, the data has shown unless you're going to make your employees wear N95 masks, there's no point. And the reason is because with Omicron in particular, the particulate size by which the virus can be transmitted is now so small that cloth masks and disposable surgical masks – uh, aren't good barriers to it because the the part, particular size. You know, when COVID was first out there, and this is what a lot of people who are very anti-mask along the way have missed, the particle size of vapor droplets 
by which COVID transmitted was larger. As the virus has mutated over time, the particulate size in the the vapor in your mouth that uh, the COVID can be transmitted through has become smaller. Uh, And as part of the mutation process, it wasn't always that way. And we've gotten to the point now where cloth masks are absolutely meaningless. Now, I realize some of you have thought they were meaningless all along. Uh, I disagree, but that's okay. We're all at the point, I think, other than some uh, on the left that the cloth masks, they don't work. And so unless you're going to mandate in 95 masks, which I think is interesting, three weeks ago, Democrats were proposing this and now they've abandoned it because of the polling. There's no reason uh, to, to, to keep it up. So I hope that those of you who are in corporate America understand that at this point life goes on. And if you're on the left in corporate America, understand you're helping the Democrats by also moving on. Because I honestly that, – that's my theory of why the Democrats have leaked all of their polling data that's so brutal for them is because they need their voters to understand, guys, you got to get with the program here. The Republicans are about to have a wave year. We need to stop it. And the way we stop it is to get out of all of our masks and go back to normal and make everybody think everything's normal. We got to do it, guys, or the Republicans are going to sweep. No one can deny that I have been an advocate of masks over time. And at this point, I'm done. I got jabbed three times. Two of those three times I got sick, progressively sicker each time. I got my flu vaccine. I did everything I was told to do. I am one of the few Americans left, I think, who has not gotten COVID. At this point, I kind of wonder, what am I doing that I haven't gotten it? Because I've been directly exposed multiple times from people Uh, like in prolonged exposure and still haven't gotten it. And I know there's a study out that some people just aren't getting it and they're not sure why. I have been taking zinc. My doctor told me early on, boost zinc. Uh, If you have high zinc content, it um, hinders a virus's ability to get into your cells. So I have been. And then sunshine and vitamin C and all of that stuff. um, I just naturally, I've been, I I like to be in the sun every day just because it feels good, particularly in the wintertime to have the sun hit you. So I, I don't know. But did something right to avoid having gotten it. Now, i got to move on to the story. Amazon has suspended Black Lives Matters from its charity platform. I don't know if you know, Amazon has this thing called Amazon Smiles, where when you buy goods from Amazon, it's like when you go to some grocery stores, you can designate your school to get a portion of funds if you scan a barcode or some such. Amazon has this Amazon Smiles program, where if you buy through Amazon's Amazon Smiles portal... You can designate a charity that you want your uh, portion of the money to go to. Like I have an associate's account with Amazon. If I recommend that you guys buy something on Amazon and send you out a link, uh, it goes through my Amazon associate's account and and I get a portion of the money. Uh, Now, it doesn't mean you pay more. It just means Amazon gets less because they give a little bit to me. And I got to disclose it and disclose all that and stuff with FTC rules and things like that. But it, it, it kind of supplements uh, the radio, kind of like Substack subscribers do. So Amazon Smiles is one for nonprofits, where Amazon gives even more money, but it's got to be a nonprofit. And you got to remind yourself to go into Amazon Smiles. And I, I, I've got a designated charity in Amazon Smiles. I forget what it is. Um, but I always forget to go shop through Amazon Smiles. Well, Black Lives Matter's Global Network Foundation has been one of the charities in the Amazon profile. And they have now 
kicked it out for failure to disclose where the money has wound up for the last two years. This is from the New York Post. States have rules for nonprofits, and organizations participating in Amazon Smile need to meet those rules. Unfortunately, Black Lives Matter's Global Foundation fell out of compliance with the rules in several states, so we've had to temporarily suspend them from the program until they come into compliance. Amazon plans to hold any funds that have accumulated for the Black Lives Matter's Global Network Foundation until they're back in compliance. Amazon Smiles has raised more than $300 million for charities, not just that charity. In October of 2020, Black Lives Matters Foundation took in more than $65 million in donations from Thousand Currents, a charity that manages assets for grassroots nonprofits, according to documents filed with the California Attorney General. But the group has so far failed to disclose what it did with the cash. As a result, several states have revoked their ability to collect donations. Now, if you go to blacklivesmatters.com, that is tied to the Black Lives Matters Global Foundation. That is the website where they explicitly made clear that they are about getting rid of the patriarchy, getting rid of the two-parent nuclear household, and getting rid of capitalism. And when they were called out on that, They've changed it. Listen now to their language at blacklivesmatters.com. We are a collective of liberators who believe in an inclusive and spacious movement. We also believe that in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way, we must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities. We must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front. We affirm the lives of black, queer, and trans folks, disabled folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers those who have been marginalized within black liberation movements. Ah. <sighs> Still got all the progressive rhetoric in there. They've just gotten rid of their calls to end the patriarchy and the two-parent nuclear household as a Western value. But I have a question. All honor, honesty, and candor. Why was it so easy for corporate America to get roped in? It sure is easy to seduce corporate America to left-wing causes like this, isn't it? Delta Airlines here in Atlanta raised the Black Lives Matters flag over their corporate headquarters, encouraged employees to wear Black Lives Matters pins. When Stacey Abrams got upset with the Georgia voting law, Corporations agitated against it. Major League Baseball was willing to listen to Abrams and boycott Atlanta. She wrote an op-ed in USA Today uh, urging corporations to stand strong and take action, and Major League Baseball pulled their game out of Atlanta. And then USA Today, owned by Gannett, allowed Stacey Abrams, when people pointed out she was calling for a boycott, 
to come back in and edit her op-ed after it was already written and published and say, I wasn't explicitly calling for a boycott. I didn't want them to boycott. But she was. She called on corporations to use their clout and power to pressure and take a stand against things like what happened in Georgia. Of course, Major League Baseball was going to bend and bow and get out of Atlanta and move to Denver, the All-Star game. And then, of course, Gannett, the major publishing company that owns USA Today, was going to allow her to come back in and edit her op-ed to revise the facts accordingly when people started pointing out what she had done and that she was part of the blame for Major League Baseball and she's running for governor and she doesn't want that blame, and yet she was. Why are corporations so easily duped? I'll tell you why. Because at the upper echelons of corporations, you know what the C-suite is? The C-suite is where all the C's work in corporations. The CEO, the CFO, the COO, the CMO, the CTO. They got all these C's now. You got the chief technology officer, the chief marketing officer, the chief operating officer, the chief financial officer, the chief executive officer, and uh, the the chief. You got CIOs in some case, the chief information officer. And then in a lot of places, you also have the CYA. That tends to be the press shop and the communications office. And in the CYA office, they tend to lean left. And so the marketing officers and the advertisers and the publicists, they tend ideologically to lean to the left. And the problem here is that nationwide, we're seeing culturally, America is still culturally more moderately right than they are to the left. And yet corporations or are to the left, not even moderately so in many cases, because the HR department, the uh, press department, the advertising department, the marketing department, and oftentimes the, the, the senior heads of the company, the CEO, the president, the like, they tend to lean left. Now, they all call themselves moderate. You do need to understand this. This is a phenomenon of corporate America where all of these people call themselves moderate, sometimes uh, radically so. That well, We're just a moderate. We don't take a position on politics. We're very moderate. I mean, look at me. I voted for Bill Clinton, Al Gore, John Kerry, and Barack Obama. I'm a moderate. They're very moderate Democrats. <laughs> right. And I'm an Episcopalian. <laughs> yes. Yes. So corporate America buys into this crap because that's where the that's where the leaders are. I mean, look look at Delta, for example. I don't mean to pick on Delta. I actually have uh, Ed Bastian's leadership over the last year compared to a lot of other airlines is actually very, very good. Uh, but he definitely is uh, of the left. And you can see this with the hoist of the Black Lives Matters and, and the stands they've taken. They're 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 embarrassing waffling on the election bill in Georgia and the like. I mean, the company as a whole, though, at the base level, I know because I'm broadcasting to you, wherever you are in the United States listening to me, I'm actually sitting in a studio in Atlanta, Georgia right now. And you would be amazed. Delta is one of the largest employers in the city. And a lot of those employees listen to me. 
And I hear from them, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, boy, do I hear from them. I hear from them in the executive offices. I hear from the pilots. I hear from the mechanics. I hear from them all the time. I'm getting, I see an email coming through right now from one. And at the base level, a lot of the employees are fairly conservative. And it frustrates them to no end that they feel like the upper echelons of the company have not only have they bought into left-wing policy advocacy, but that they believe, not, not the base, but the upper levels believe it's not even political. And so they do all this political crap, and they don't even perceive it as being political. They try to drag their employees in. I, I had an uh, employee of a major bank, major national bank, tell me that he was encouraged to go to a gay pride event, that everyone in his division was going to this event, and he it would look bad. They wanted 100% attendance, and he didn't want to go. Uh, he's a very committed evangelical Christian, is uh, an assistant lay pastor at his church, and did not want to go, and was bullied and badgered and cajoled into going and did not go, and they made sure he understood that he had rocked the boat. He's like, what, what am I going to do? And to the office, to his major bank, they didn't even see it. They didn't see it as political. They didn't see it as advocacy. It's just it was it was a great uh, team-building exercise to all go and show your support for something that this guy, as a committed evangelical Christian, could not publicly advocate for based on his faith. And the corporations, they don't see it because it's not their worldview. It's a problem. And I've gone very long here, so I need to shut up and go to commercial break. I sleep well at night under bowl and branch sheets. And I need to tell you, my family, we were customers before I started endorsing them. It's what I like to do. I like to be familiar with the product and like it. And I love the bowl and branch sheets. One of the reasons I love them is because they are super soft sheets. <laughs> Got to say that word right. But... They've got a little weight to them, so so you feel somewhat more snuggled. Like I've got some uh, sheets I, that came with the new mattress, and they're so light, it's like there's nothing on top of you, and I can't sleep well with them because they're. I mean, it's just. And then they bunch up the the man the satiny soft feel of the Bull and Branch sheets. It makes a real big difference. Listen. You've got so many options out there right now. You can go to a department store. You have so many options, but there's no reason to because with Bowl and Branch, you get high-quality sheets. They've got a great thread count. They're perfect. They've got plenty of color options. You sleep well under them because they're soft and they're durable, and they've got a little bit of weight, the perfect amount of weight for a sheet. Now, I want you to go out there and order Bolin Branch sheets because they are comfortable. You got, I mean, they're environmentally friendly. They're built around sustainability, and you got quality that lasts. You know, a lot of the companies that advertise all the environmentally friendly stuff, their sheets don't last. I can tell you, my bowl and branch sheets have lasted a long time, and they get softer over time. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at checkout. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. The promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Let's go to the phones. David, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Good afternoon. Um, 
I'm not sure. It's come to recent light uh, from a good authority within inside the Georgia GOP that, of course, I think you mentioned the other day that President Trump is hosting a $3,000 a plate fundraiser for David Perdue in Mar-a-Lago. It's obvious because he can't raise any money here in Georgia, and he's struggling. But the fact that um, behind the scenes, a lot of people know that the Georgia GOP chairman, David Schaefer, is pretty much a part of that because he really doesn't uh, like Brian Kemp too much, and he's trying to push for David Schaefer to, I mean, excuse me, David Perdue, to become the next governor. But the thing is, is there any ethical violations as to why, where David Perdue, I mean, not David Perdue, excuse me. Too many David Davids. Schaefer, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, that he uh, should not, or is, it should not put his uh, hand in the cookie jar in this situation. Well, look, uh, I can also tell you I've heard from multiple people, including members of the state legislature, that uh, the rumor is afoot that they believe that David Schaefer, the chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia, is trying to find someone to run against Chris Carr, the popular Republican attorney general in the state. Uh, I know the Kemp team and others believe Schaefer is actively behind the scenes helping David Perdue. The rules of the party say that the chairman should not, but he's got a lot of love. He, he became very invested in the idea that the election was stolen. Uh, he wants President Trump's support. He may have political ambitions himself. He used to be in the legislature and ran for lieutenant governor. So, um, he's yeah, he's hitched his wagon here, I, I, I do believe. Um, I mean, everybody thinks so, and he's doing nothing to dispel the belief that he is actively opposing the incumbent Republicans, contrary uh, to what the Republican Party in Georgia should be doing. And the party itself will have to hold him accountable, though. Uh, he himself uh, will do it if he can get away with it. You all got to understand around the country, there is this divide within parties, particularly the Republican Party, on how do you navigate, um, how do you um, how do you thread the needle on on Trump and the like. And after the election in Georgia in November of 2022 or 2020, the chairman of the party in Georgia went all in on the election was stolen. In fact, I got a I have full disclosure here. I, I wound up one of the very few people whose phone numbers I've had to block uh, was him. He went on a, 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 a angry tirade to me about me and uh, did not like my stand, and I just it wasn't worth putting up with that crap. So I blocked his phone number, uh, and he's just he it was detrimental to the Republican cause in in January. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I mean, I remember talking to the Purdue people after the January runoff, and and they all blamed Trump and uh, the party chairman here in Georgia and a few others for their loss. That uh, they they kept talking down the election that it was going to be stolen and it became a self fulfilling prophecy and uh, much of the Purdue, Purdue team blamed those people for that including Trump and now they're all aligned together it's just kind of funny to watch how opportunistic politics is you wonder why people are cynical about politics it's that sort of crap that makes people cynical about politics to be honest with you and you know the interesting thing though now is that Purdue and Abrams have something in common. 
Uh, if you look at the disclosures, more than 80% of the money David Perdue has raised and more than 80% of the money Stacey Abrams have raised have come from outside the state of Georgia. About 90% of the money Brian Kemp has raised has come from inside the state of Georgia, which shows you to a degree that, I mean, it aligns with the polling. He's got a, Kemp has a base of support in Georgia that neither Abrams nor Perdue have, and yet you have the chairman of the party seemingly aligning himself uh, on the Purdue side of things. But that's what you get. Now, I will tell you, we need to talk a little bit about the Russia situation. We have to pivot. On Monday, while I was on air, it became breaking news from CBS News and from CNN that White House sources had confirmed the Russians were preparing to invade. And in fact, the Ukrainian president announced to his people as well that he was expecting this past Wednesday, the 16th, to be the date of invasion. And it did not happen. In fact, what we saw was the American uh, intelligence aircraft flew over Belarus, Russia, and Ukraine and saw a Russian troop build up into attack formation. They had military or missile and rocket batteries aligned and tanks aligned in troop positions to do a rapid invasion. And then Putin pulled back a couple thousand troops. And a lot of people said, see, he's reasonable. He said, oh, we're open to talking. And all it did was stall. And now there's video that has come out. Remember a week or two ago, the British announced they had intelligence the Russians were planning on staging an attack themselves and blaming Ukraine for the attack as an excuse to launch an invasion. And now Russian news agencies are circulating a video that purports to show an attempt by Ukraine to blow up a chlorine gas tank within separatist territory. It's their pretext for war. Now, The conspiracy theorists out there and the people who want to be sympathetic to the Russians will say, well, of course, I mean, we should take Russia at its word here. The question is, why would Ukraine just just follow along with me here? Why would Ukraine do this now after the Russians have mounted about 100,000 soldiers around Ukraine ready for invasion? Why would Ukraine decide to blow up a chlorine tank now in separatist territory? Hmm. Makes you wonder. Uh, I I can't prevent people from taking the side of the Russians, uh, but uh, they are on the wrong side here. Many of them, I think, knowingly, willfully so. Uh, This is going to be a problem. We're not going to go to war over this. The problem is here, uh, we need to pay attention to what Vladimir Putin has suggested It is a suggestion from him that we pull out, we we pull NATO back to the 1997 lines. In in other words, we get rid of the Eastern European countries. He wants to break apart NATO. He wants to expand Russia's sphere of influence. He wants to bully those freedom-loving nations around his border, and we really can't let him do that. Now, some of you say, why, why not? we got so many problems at home. we got to be able to multitask as a country. I want you all to look at Canada. Just, just look at the Canadians, eh? 
the Canadians right now are essentially operating as a fascist democracy. Now, what is fascism? We have to be precise about what fascism is so that you understand it's a form of authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, suppression of the opposition, and the use of corporations to advance the interests of the state. That's what Justin Trudeau is doing. He has engaged emergency powers in Canada. He is suppressing any opposition. Do you know people who gave money to the uh, to the truckers, their bank accounts are now being uh, frozen in Canada as punishment for supporting the truckers. He's using the banks. They've even, you know, one of the things that people have said all along is that we should go to crypto, that countries can't control crypto, so we should not, uh, we should use crypto. They've frozen crypto accounts. Now, what they've actually done is they've frozen conversions back into Canadian dollars. So you can have your crypto, but you can't use crypto anywhere in Canada. And now you can't convert it into Canadian dollars. You can't convert crypto to cash now in Canada. So it kind of has, has it, it stopped people from using crypto. They, they've engaged in this. Now, here's why I, I tie all of these things together. There are a lot of people who say, you know, we just need to sit back and, and let the world function. You know, there's a lot of this sentiment within the Democratic Party. The United States tends to be the bad guy. Remember, Barack Obama did the world apology tour, apologizing for the sins of the United States. There are people on the right who are isolationists who say, oh, we've gone too far. We need to we, we need to scale back. We need to focus inwardly. Okay, except look at the alternative. We are the greatest country on the planet. Nobody is trying to sneak into Canada. They're all trying to sneak into here. People want to come here. They don't want to go there. Look at the worldview. The United States at this point, to some degree, we're anomalous as a freedom-loving people. And we've got Democrats in this country who would be just like the Canadians if they could. And the Canadians are, are, are under Justin Trudeau are more like the Russians than us. We have illiberalism and liberalism. Now you have a lot of illiberal people trying to say that trying to say liberalism is bad, and they tie it to progressivism, and that's not really the same thing. We're talking about a word that is used to describe the political orientation of people, but liberalism itself is about freedom. It's about people's free choice, free movement, free speech, free ideas. A liberal democracy is a democracy that values freedom, and illiberal democracy is like Canada or like Russia to a degree. An illiberal democracy is one where the state imposes its values on others and you're free to vote against that state, but they make it really difficult. In Canada, it's even worse. Only a third of Canadians voted for Justin Trudeau's party. Justin Trudeau is prime minister of Canada because he's got the support of a, of a socialist party, of a Quebec party that leans to the left, and a couple of other parties there. Uh, the conservatives actually got more votes in Canada than Trudeau's liberal party. But Trudeau was able to cobble together a coalition to maintain power. We don't have those coalition politics in this country. You notice it's always the left that wants those coalition politics. It's the left that wants the multi-party democracies. The multi-party democracies are the ones that tend to erode democracy. 
because the coalitions are willing to give up rights and powers in order to maintain their overwhelming power. That's the problem. We have to, as a nation, stand up for liberty and freedom. We do. We get tired of it. I understand we're tired of it. People want to look inward. But if we're not the United States, if we're not waving the American flag, if we're not defending the defenseless, nobody is. And the world will shift against us. We get tired, but we have to defend liberty. And liberty isn't just for us. When the protesters of Hong Kong stand in the streets, they wave the American flag. When the protesters of Iran stand in the streets, they wave the American flag. When the protesters of Eastern Europe stand in the street, they wave the American flag. They hoist statues of Ronald Reagan or George Washington. We're a unique nation. We should not give up that uniqueness either from cries of the right or the left to be just like everyone else. Because if we do... No one else will speak up for freedom, and the world will become a worse place for all of us and the rest of the world. It's not just about us. There's a bigger picture out there and bigger strategy out there, and it seems like too many American politicians have given up on that, and too many Americans are willing to give up on that because they're tired. And I get the tiredness. I do. Oh, my gosh, do I get the tiredness. But sometimes you still have to push through. You know, one of the great countries or one of the great companies out there in this country that's fighting for conservatism and isn't tired and isn't giving up is Patriot Mobile. And they can use you as a customer and add to their profits and then they take their profits and give it to the conservative movement. It's a great way to do business with a great company that shares your values. They're Christian. They're conservative. You know, they use the same cell towers that all the other companies use. So you get that great service. What you do is you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. And you can transfer your business, roll your number over, get a new number at Patriot Mobile. You can call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation and you get great discounts. You're a veteran, first responder, a teacher, an NRA member. They have so many discounts to save you money and do business with a company that shares your values and donates to the causes you care about. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hello there. The phone number here is 877-973-7425. I've been telling you guys this was going to happen and it has definitely happened. Uh... The Republicans are making large gains with Hispanic voters. The NRCC has released its polling. Now, here's the thing. Again, internal polling is designed that is public like this in a press release is designed to drive a narrative. And you have to be skeptical of it. The reason that I'm including this, however, is that uh, it comports with the exit polling of 2020. Hispanic voters voted Democrat over Republican in congressional races 63-36. The advantage has been severely diminished. Hispanic voters are moving away from the Democrats. Now it is 44 Democrat, 37 Republican. That's a big shift. Now, I would be skeptical of the shift. I would say it's probably maybe something like, oh, I don't know, 60-40, something like that, or or 55-45, something like that. But it's still the shift is palpable and the NRCC public polling comports with the Democrats polling. That's the big key here. 
Hispanic voters are pretty furious with Democrats. Now, a part of this is cultural, like the word Latinx. Uh, multiple surveys are now showing no one in the Latino Hispanic community uses the word. The only people who do are white progressives. Stacey Abrams, y'all all know her, running for governor in Georgia, Black Beto. She's the, the Beto O'Rourke of 2022, believes her own press. She has a Hispanic page that's been set out set up. It's all in Spanish. And it includes the word Latinx. In fact, it doesn't say Latino, it doesn't say Latina, it doesn't say Hispanic. It uses the word Latinx. You can tell it was a page designed by a white person. Because no one in the Latino Hispanic community uses it. In fact, overwhelmingly, they use the word Hispanic unless they're in Southern California where Latino or in, in New York, Latino has kind of become the big word of choice. New York and in, in Los Angeles, the San Diego area nationwide, overwhelmingly Hispanic is preferred. Majority of people of Spanish language descent call themselves Hispanic. But you know what else they call themselves? By their nation from which they immigrated, or, or, or they call themselves American. They sure as heck don't call themselves Latinx, rhymes with Kleenex. They don't do it. And that's why Democrats are having a hard time culturally and economically. In fact, Joe Biden has decided to sick the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice on businesses in the United States for the sin of making a profit. Elizabeth Warren has been saying that companies are making higher profits right now while inflation is going up, and that's uncalled for and unacceptable, and they're jacking up prices. She's actually gotten a lot of these companies, uh, their their uh, gross revenue confused with their profits. Yes, a lot of them are having gross revenue increases, and it has a lot to do with as their prices have gone up because their wages have gone up, and they're ignoring that their net income is down. Some cases, they are making a little bit more profit, but why is that against the law? It's not. And yet, the Biden administration needs a bad guy, and so they're going after uh, big businesses during the supply chain crisis, blaming them instead of Pete Buttigieg, who's nowhere to be seen. When we come back, I got to do some open riffing with you. When can we retaliate against the people doxing conservatives? How do we navigate that issue, particularly when we're supposed to turn the other cheek? How does this all work? I don't know that I have the answer to it, but I want to explore this question with you, and I I welcome your voices as well, 877-973-7425. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. you got the economy. you got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building, you want to build a building, reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can. So spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. 
Their website is firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. Again, you need a loan, $750,000 or higher. You're a small business and you see an opportunity to grow. Share it with the Frost family and see if they can help you. Firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com. First Liberty Building and Loan can help businesses nationwide become bigger businesses.